for me, as a girl growing up in Afghanistan, education is everything because I understand that education is the key for underage marriages and inequality in my society. When I started to be a part of the robotics team in 2017, I realized that there is something wrong in my society. People do not have the same perspective of me from my brother. So I started to see that while I'm growing up in my education and in my career in my robotics team, this perspective is changing. And now they look for me and my teammates differently in a positive way. So I thought that education is the key for changing the perspective of the people about the women and girls in Afghanistan and making a positive change. And you certainly have made a positive change. You and your friends, your robotics fans, who are called the Dreamers, I understand, you came up with a ventilator which was really useful during the worst of the COVID pandemic in Afghanistan. Remind me how old you are? I'm 20. You're 20. Okay. Can you tell me a bit more about A, how you got into robotics and B, how you came up with the idea for this wonderful ventilator? So my interest in robotics is because of my dad's job. He's a car mechanic, so I'm the oldest child in the family. So I feel myself responsible to help my father. And I remember with my tiny hands, I fixed in that time when I was six or seven years old, fixed some parts of the car like the radio or the engine. I was allowed to go only on Friday when it was weekend in Afghanistan and no men were around because of the traditional society of my country. But by amazing opportunity, I joined to the um, first robotics team in Afghanistan. It was in 2020 that the ex-governor of the Herat City asks our team that if we can build a ventilator to help the COVID-19 patient in Afghanistan, because we didn't have enough ventilator in Afghanistan. Then we designed many prototypes, and finally we used the MIT open source prototype and build a ventilator. In Afghanistan, actually, it took three months to be finished, but we did it. We had many challenges. It was quarantine. It was all the shops were closed. We didn't have some materials like the sensors inside Afghanistan, and we had to like import them from outside Afghanistan in that critical situation. So some of my teammates, including me and some of my teachers, we got quit in that time. And it was also a risk for my families and all the girls' families, because it was quarantine and we had to come to office to work on the ventilator. And you came up with a ventilator that worked. And the fact that uh, you and your girlfriends came up with this wonderful invention, do you think that those who don't value the contribution of young women and young girls to society, it had any impact on them at all? For the When I was in Afghanistan, on that government, it really impacted because we had another robot, it was UEC robot, and the health ministry, they approved the robot. We were going to build the first robotics company in Afghanistan. But unfortunately, when the situation changed, everything changed. Our dreams, our to have a robotics factory in Afghanistan changed. And now we can see the uh, girl situation inside Afghanistan that they do not value what we have and what we have achieved. And 20 years ago. So this was the Taliban takeover in August 2021. And you got out of the country at that time. Now you're living in the United States. Tell us about your life today. I mean, the comparison between the two countries. 
Um, now I'm a student majoring in mechanical engineering in Missouri University of Science and Technology. So I have my education here, but I'm worried about my sisters in Afghanistan that they do not have the right that I have a year ago, two years ago. So you have sisters back in Afghanistan. You were the only one to get out. All the Afghan girls are my sisters. So I mean all the <laughs> Afghan girls. I see. Myself, I don't have any sisters. So I'm worried about their education. And now what I'm doing is I'm trying to use my voice to be like their voice. You cannot raise their voices to provide them opportunities to say what they want to say. Because I'm not feeling comfortable that I'm studying here, but the opportunity that I have back in Afghanistan now, Afghan girls, they don't have. So it makes me to fight for their rights. Yes. So given that there are bans on young girls studying and in secondary and university education, how can you, Samaya, how can you help? What I'm doing now is to be their voices, to be the voice of girls in Afghanistan that they cannot raise their voices. The situation is far worse than what you can see in the news and social media. Every day I receive messages from my friends that they are forced to marry regardless of their age or consent, which is makes me hard. And what the only thing that I can do now is to just say their stories. I have the opportunity to talk, so I had to say their stories to everyone that I can. That's what we're doing today, isn't it? We're trying to raise awareness. Tell us about your personal situation now. So you're studying to become an engineer. What do you hope to do once you succeed? So yes, now I'm studying to be a mechanical engineer. I want to show for the anti-women societies that if you provide opportunity for girls, they can even be engineers. Engineering is not only for men or boys. And after I finish my education, I will be a successful mechanical engineer for myself. Another, my another goal is to be a woman rights activist, more stronger and more braver. And we had the plan to build the first school, including science, technology, engineering, art and math inside Afghanistan before the Taliban. I'm hopeful that we can have that school in the future. And I want to be like a mentor for the next generation of Afghanistan that they are going to graduate from that school. Well, we wish you all the very best in that pursuit. I think maybe we should just end by asking you about Afghanistan. Can you just give me a, an idea about the day-to-day for a young, aspiring girl like yourself, perhaps? Take yourself back a few years and, and maybe explain how a young girl who wants to study in Afghanistan today goes about doing that or not. The situation of an Afghan girl is to be at home all the day and the home turned to prison cells for them. They cannot allow to go to parks, gyms, restaurants, schools, universities. They cannot come out of their own home without their brothers, their husband or their father. So if this is country and homeland, so how is the prison then? Let's think about the families that their mother, their sister or their daughter is before the Taliban, they financially support the family. Now these women, they are not allowed to work. So who is going to help financially the family? Many of these families, they lost their brothers, they lost their fathers in the wars. So they don't have any men in the home. So who is good? I was asked one time that there is an economic problem in Afghanistan, much more urgent than the education. Why are you focused on education? I said that 
there are families inside Afghanistan that they don't have any men in their families. They lost their brothers, their fathers in the war. So in this winter, can you imagine how they live when the mother who was working all the day to have 100 Afghanis, now she don't have it to support their children, how they are going to live? This is the key is the education and our basic rights that we can have our rights inside Afghanistan. Let's think also about the 10 years later. Now girls are not allowed to work. 10 years later, there will be no doctor inside Afghanistan. So even now, women are not allowed to work as well as women are not to go to the main doctors. So what should we do? There is no way when they banned one way, they should open another way for the women. But now everything is banned for the girls inside Afghanistan.